Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurks that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 44, season 3, episode 8, Flu Shot, originally airing January 15th, 2009. Now that we're in our mental headspace, David, if you would please give us a fun, I'm sorry, just give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. It doesn't have to be fun. It's not a mandatory fun situation. There's no such thing as a fun summary. I disagree, but anyway... Liz is getting ready to go on her vacation, but everyone's getting sick with the flu, so she does not want to get sick with the flu. Elisa works seven days a week, so Jack never gets a chance to see her, so they make an alternate plan so they can spend more time together. And Tracy and Jenna have adventures in the C-plot. Yeah, it's for me, like... Uh, I have memories of this episode one because Dr. Spaceman comes back, so he's always fantastic. It's first, I think, first time we've seen him this season. It has been a little while, yeah. Um, first time we've seen him this season, I'm pretty sure. Um, so everything he's in is golden. Uh, this is peak, or not peak, but this is more Tracy and Jenna just being cartoon characters as opposed to being real people. Like, they're just so self-involved. There's the scene where Kenneth is like, well, you could go get the soup, you know, you you take your wallet and you... They are elites. They don't have time for such nonsense. They can't comprehend the basics, ideas of just doing things, like, for others or at all. Uh, So that's a lot of fun. Um, So I was thinking about this earlier. So Liz, if this is taking place post-Christmas, as they've established Christmas has happened in this world... So this is assuming let's because we have a Valentine's Day episode coming up. So this is happening around January. Mm-hmm. Liz is operating a show. Shows don't take a break in January, do they? Most shows have the Christmas break and then genuinely, yeah. Now they're working right. almost not. Well, I guess SNL does. I'm trying to think like SNL schedule. They they have breaks. Like they'll do like three yeah. or four episodes. They'll have like a week off and come back. I so. mean, all shows take weeks off, especially yeah. and I mean especially award season is January February. So I mean, award shows are on Sundays, but yeah. still, you know, that means that there's that. So shows take off for that, and just I mean, every so often shows skip a week. So you're right that december is is definitely a more traditional break where where shows are off for weeks at a time but i mean you know i i it's not too much to to bend whatever to say that there's one where they get off and you know sometimes it seems like she's the only one that's even gonna get it off anyway because it seems like tracy and jenna aren't going anywhere like it seems like it was basically just liz's week to be off because it seemed like pete was still there sari was still there Jack seemingly he wasn't taking a vacation, so it seemed like it may have just. So the more maybe maybe it is just like this was the week that Liz generally takes, because maybe it's just a low, uh, not as important. I don't know, but it just seems like considering they're in a live show business versus like you know obviously Modern Family's taped well in advance and stuff like that, but like a live show, you would think there'd be less breaks until summer. I don't know, but yeah, then again, SNL does take. I mean, they were just off the other week. They were just off a couple weeks. That was only a few weeks after the season started. Yeah, I think think they did like three weeks. Yeah. And they were off, and then they'll come back and do like another three weeks, and they'll be off again. But, yeah. Okay. So, I think I answered my own question. Congrats. Good help with that. Um, I think the Liz story is the most important, but it's kind of the weakest. 
I like Elisa and Jack's story a lot. Um, just them like being goofy and doing really poor green screen work. Yes. And um, hanging out with Mr. Tempton and got the Michael Bublé song in there. Um, but Jack, or I'm sorry, Jenna and Tracy's my absolute standout of this episode because they're just so goofy and they just, they're so mean, but like childlike mean. So it's like they just don't know that they're doing mean things and wrong things. So I like the Dr. Spichemin scenes the yeah, most. Yeah. <laughs> Having to dance for your flu shot. Could you imagine the next time you go to a doctor visit and he makes you dance, or they make you dance? To, no. It'd be fun. I, I would. I would. I would walk, I would out. walk I'd be, right I'd out. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. But it would be, it would be comical. I think. Uh, for whom? Somebody. For well, mostly for the third party, I think. But maybe the doctor would think it's funny. Any other thoughts on flu shot before we hop in? Let's hop in. Let's hop in. All right. So the cold open is basically going to set up um, Liz and Jack's storyline as well as Tracy and Jenna. It's hard to say this is a C plot just because like Tracy and Jenna kind of play into Liz's story. So we'll just make it an A, B plot. B minus plot. Here are B minus. Hey guys, four days till vacation week. Where are we all going? Nowhere. We don't get next week off. We gotta load out the sets, take in the storage. Then at night, I gotta drive around Newark looking for my runaway daughter. Oh. Oh. What happened to your hand? Oh, I was trying out my spray tan for my trip to St. Bartleby's next week. Oh, Miss Lemon, how could you do that to your beautiful hands with your flat, manly, milking thumbs and your long, graceful knuckle hair? Thank you, Kenneth. <laughs> Are you sick? Because I am not getting sick before my trip. The place I go to has private beaches, soft-serve ice cream machines, and, after the French custom, people wear dark socks to the beach. It's the one thing I do for myself every year, and I am going. Look, I even bought a new swimsuit. What is that? It's called a tank court. Saria, you may have seen it in Us Weekly, being worn by Dame Judy Dench, his mother. <laughs> Kenneth? Ah, uh, don't worry, Miss Luna. I never get sick. I have the constitution of an ox. <laughs> Oh, no! I must have ox fever. When did I walk barefoot near an ox? You have the flu. Go home. You are not ruining my vacation! So we should clarify there. She <laughs> says, next week is vacation week. Where is everyone going? Or where are you all going? Yeah. So it is It is a week off. The show is taking a week off. Yeah, but as I, I said off recording, but it's still vacation week versus week off has a different implication. Because you think vacation week, generally everybody would get that off, you know? As Not opposed the crew. to like just a week off, like a week or maybe no week off maybe. I don't know. It's just it's just weird that it's this is happening in January as opposed to they just got back from holiday, which I assume they probably had days off. So Well if it's, you think, it's but weird. if you think about it from perspective of it's dead of winter, so all the rich people want to go off to warm Caribbean islands or hot places because it's so cold in New York. It makes sense. Yeah, but they don't make the show just for the New Yorkers. What about the Midwest and the West Coast? They're not necessarily taking vacations in the middle of January. Who's taking vacations in the middle of January? Lots of people. Name one. Do we take vacations in the middle of January? <laughs> no. Who is so? taking? Not many. I'm just saying, like, because of because of Thanksgiving and December, most people generally don't have a reason to take a vacation. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying, like, most people don't have a reason to take off in January either because they don't have vacation time yet or 
they don't really need to. But we're not talking about normal people. We're talking about people who work in so media in New York. Ad- inter- okay, so exactly. we're not talking about everyone. We're talking about a scant amount. That's of what people. I said. So it makes sense that rich people want to go on vacation when they live in Manhattan no, in the of January to somewhere warm. It's it's really cold, so you would want to get away from that. But we're not talking about everyone. We're talking about a scant amount of people. I, that's what I was talking about. I don't know why you were extrapolating you all said over the place. Rich people implying that that's a big amount of. That's a big percentage. It's not. It's, it's a, a big percentage of the people who are going to the Caribbean in January, I would imagine. Semantics away. But Liz gets some bad news, and then we see Jack and Elisa embrace. Liz, wait. Did you get that swim thing for your vacation? You know, it's canceled, right? No. What? What, what are you talking about? The hotel was overbooked. I, I texted you. No, you didn't. Oh, I forgot to hit send. Wait, just hold on a second. There you go. I got a great reservation to celebrate our first real date. Now, have you ever had sushi? I once had a very undercooked fish sandwich at a parade. I guess that counts. Oh, no, but I can only stay for five minutes. I have to go back to work. I thought today was your day off. I have another patient on my off days. He's a sweet old man with advanced dementia. Totally disconnected from reality. Well, that reminds me, I owe Lou Dobbs a call. Hey, Elisa, are you telling me that you work seven days a week? Yes, I have two jobs. That's what regular people do, you know? Especially those whose grandmothers are addicted to online poker. Don't let that keep us apart. When are you back with my mother? I'll cook you dinner. Jack. Your house is my workplace. Plus, Colleen doesn't seem to like that we're together. I hope you know she acts like that because she hates every woman I like. It's not because you're a... I'm sorry, what do you call yourself? A Puerto Rican. No, I know you can say that, but what do I call you? A Puerto Rican. Wow, that does not sound right. I don't get that whole line of joke. No, I think it's because, like, I don't know, white people... I think it's... I think... So you can say black, but a lot of people prefer you say African-American. And it's probably the same. I think it's like white guilt is, or not white guilt, but just white. Uh, I guess it would be white guilt. I'm not sure, but it's I like. I mean, but Puerto not, Rican just doesn't sound anything like a slur or anything. No, you know, like I know. I get what like, the joke, I think what the joke that, is going for. I think it's also for? like, aren't you Mexican? He's probably just assuming like, you're not Mexican. Mm. And he's thinking like Puerto Rican, that's not real. Or isn't that. Isn't that just like a lesser way to say Mexican? I think that's the joke. Is why they're so out of touch with non-white people because Liz makes the joke later the same way. Like you can't say that, and it's like I think the implication is like they don't know anybody south of the border other than Mexican. I think that's that's my read on the joke. Mm, I don't it's think not a good so. joke. It's not funny. It's other just, than just like the like the um, the just like the denial of right. I, but if I, it I really sounded like. If it sounded like it were a slur or something, because like, like in so like in English, the word mensch means like a good thing, but it sounds kind of like mensch. It sounds like if you didn't had no idea what it meant, you would think it like you're calling someone like an insult. Like if it were that sort of thing where it sounded like an insult, it would make sense. It's just I don't know. Maybe I mean there are a lot of Puerto Rican people who live in New York, so maybe it's just mm-hmm. something about people like just talking like oh Puerto Ricans all the time, and maybe that's why. Maybe. But that's the only thing. So it just it doesn't, you know what I mean? It just doesn't sound like, uh, if, if it just sounded more like 
a slur or something, then it would make more sense to me. But yeah. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. I'm so sorry. Rude. Very rude. But we come back. So Liz is still bummed. She, her vacation is off. Uh, but she goes see Dr. Leo's Pachemin who, to get a flu shot. Jack, I need to ask you to drop your pants. Have a sucker. I mean, there you are. Leo's giving out flu shots. Not my favorite part of the medical profession. My favorite part is attending executions. Can I ask you a question as a woman? You may, Jack. Are you going to alter your voice or dress up in any way? Uh, Liz. Ah, sorry. I don't know what to do about Elisa. She works all the time. You know, she's second-generation Puerto Rican. Jack, you can't call her that. That's what I thought. Uh, with work and everything, it's just turning out to be complicated. You said the same thing about Cece. Count yourself lucky you're getting one of these. He only has five left. Lemon, I need you to tell me who on your staff is important enough to get one. Hold on, you're rationing health care? That's not okay. <laughs> yes, Lemon. Important people get better health care. They also get better restaurant reservations, bigger seats and planes. Some more refined class of prostitute. For me, it's really about the companionship. Like it or not, you're one of us now. One of the elite? No, I'm not. I am from Whitehaven, PA. My grandfather dug out the Whitehaven quarry, and my other grandfather filled it back in with the sludge from the eraser factory. I am still way more like those people than you. And I don't want anything they don't get. Lemon, you don't want to get sick. It's not about that. It's about fairness. I don't want the shot. When is modern science going to find a cure for a woman's mouth? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Leo's Pachemin. You're a... Uh... A wonderful person and a terrible misogynist. Well, I guess a good misogynist in terms of he's good at it, but he's a terrible person for being it. So, uh, according to the commentary, they were not allowed to say or imply that the U.S. government had truly run out of flu shots, which is why they're, it's just, you can infer from it that that's why they're rationing is because they're short on supply. But they were not allowed to actually say that, just, I guess, to... Maybe viewers would actually think it's a real thing or whatever. Because mm. I don't remember there being any sort of shortage of flu shots. I've never heard of that being a thing. I don't know. Um, Maybe. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't recall any specific examples. But also, maybe the flu shot was more comprehensive like 10 years ago. But it seems like all you hear the past couple of years is, this year the flu shot only covers 30% of all strains. The flu shot only covers like 20% of all strains. So it's like, even is if you got a flu shot, like, you're only getting, like, the biggest strain. And is it that, or is it like you're maybe now, more, you're now paying more attention? And maybe the, that that statistic was always out there? You just No, 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 no. No, I'm saying, I think, I know, I think that it used to be more effective. But now it's like, you know, even if you get the flu shot, like, you're not, you're only protected from one strain, which is usually the most popular strain. But if the, you know, I guess it's been, maybe it's mutated more in recent years, so there's way more strains out there that the that the shot just isn't formulated. So I'm saying, so back here the plot is, oh, if you get a flu shot, you're not going to get the flu. Right. But now it's like, it's it's only so effective. Like, you may not get that strain of flu, but it, it's not like only the important people get flu shots because that way you're, not, you're definitely not going to get the flu. It's like, it's so pervasive. But... Okay, is that something you've learned by, uh, like, news articles? Because they don't advertise that. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 So, like through. Yeah. Right. Through okay. through news articles or whatever. Okay. Like because usually you're right because there's always around the season there's always some article that talks about it and saying this year you know the the the, the big straight is yada 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 and but, yeah. you know whatever so and I'm sure it varies obviously body to body and depending on how much that person travels right so I mean if you're someone who pretty much stays wherever they are they're probably going to have a better percentage than someone who travels to various locations of the country or the world taking in more strains if that makes sense like like if you like if we only stay in North Carolina mm-hmm. and we're only around same people that haven't come or gone most likely the strain is going to be centralized but if we get it if we get a flu shot for North Carolina then go to New York where there's more strains we may not be as immune to those strains so we were more likely to get what New York has versus what North Carolina has well, so right, like, but I mean, what, that's what I mean. Like, so the percentage probably is we, for the the whole, not for like one one area. I guess, but I mean, if you live in a city, you're exposed to people who have. Tra- I mean, you. Know, I mean, possible, I, I mean, you know, a lot of people in my workplace travel internationally, so right, they're moving all over right, the place. Exactly. Like, so people internationally are coming right, in, right. so. And, but also, even still, those people travel; they could have a different immunity. A better, a better immunization system okay. than you. Anyway, that anyway. I'm just, I'm, my, I, I, I'm just. My my point is just that the plot of this is if you're rich and powerful, you get a flu shot and you won't get the flu. Like I'm saying, like me, but I'm I'm curious if the flu shot was so much more comprehensive ten years ago because now the general thought is you're better protected against the flu, but you're there. You're in no way. There's so many strains these days. You're, you're no way guaranteed not to get it or whatever. Well, it doesn't matter because I don't get flu shots anyway and I'm doing just fine. I know. I haven't... And I I could easily because every year, like, they... Like, we have a clinic at our our corporate office and they give them out every year and they do it for a set time and it's always like... I'm always like, "Eh, I don't feel like doing it. So I'll do it tomorrow and tomorrow never comes. And I haven't... I mean, I haven't the past few years now so I haven't gotten the flu the past few years. So probably if one of these years, like, I got, like, a really bad case of the flu... I would get a, I would be more likely to get a flu shot in the future, even if you know. I mean, it could have been that whatever the flu shot that they're giving wouldn't have kept me from it anyway. But still, probably the psychological thing. Like, oh, I got that flu last year. I should probably yeah. go get it just in case. Oh, not definitely to clarify. It's not because of any sort of like. Uh, it's just, I I'm just too lazy. I just don't oh care enough about my health to actually do it. <laughs> Although, if okay, so when he gives Jack his flu shot, he does it through his shirt. Is that wrong? I mean, anytime I've ever gotten it's, it's always it's a always shot been or on skin, blood drawn or anything been, like that. It's, yeah, it's never been skin. through something else. Right. So I, I don't see why it would affect anything. If anything, like a small, small amount of fiber would get in your bloodstream, which would probably be broken down immediately and wouldn't actually hurt you or affect you. But it's just Do I've you. never seen someone get a, anything through clothing except like EpiPen, maybe like EpiPen. You would yeah. stab yourself, but I guess yeah. I've never seen someone get shot through their clothes. Well, now you have. Now I have. So thank you, 30 Rock. You've taught me a thing. So Jack entices Elisa out for a date. And meanwhile, Tracy and Jenna show up and hilarity ensues. Yes! No. Yes! Ms. Tracy says Kauai is more beautiful than Maui and keeps shouting when I try to give my opinion. Which is that? La, 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 Maui is the windsurfing capital of the world. Guys, come on. We have to shoot these promos. Oh my God, Jack gave you two flu shots? They said it was a flu shot, but I know it's really a truth serum. It's not a truth serum. Then why am I telling you you look like Tootsie today? 
You two should be ashamed of yourselves. The crew is on death's door and you're arguing about Hawaii? If I were you, I'd be doing something special to thank them. That would make us look pretty great. Yeah. Kenneth, I'm considering giving you one of the remaining flu shots. No need, sir. It would be an honor to die at my post and be given the traditional burial of a parcel man wrapped in a Confederate flag, fried and fed to dogs. Are you ready for your shot? Never. Two-tiered health care is a crime. You know, in Cuba, everybody gets equal health care. What a surprise. You've seen the Michael Moore movie. Think again, Jack. I saw the trailer when I went to see Alvin and the Chipmunks. But this flu shot rationing is baloney. If my crew can't get a shot, I'm not getting a shot. Hey, you tell them, Liz. God bless you, crew man. We gotta fight the power. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fight the powers that be. Yeah. 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 That's right. This makes me want to shoot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she just... So, Liz, uh... Um... She shoots and she she stands in solidarity with the the crew, uh, even though they're getting worse and worse. Uh, she still has her ethics and her morals. They're all very salt of the earth people, at least for a little while. Um, and then we come and we get the fun Jenna and Tracy once again uh, when they ask Kenneth to go do the good deed for them. He cannot because he's too busy. Mr. Jordan, Miss Maroney, you wanted to see me? Kenneth, Tracy and I want to do something for the crew. You know, to thank them for being sick. We didn't know what to get them, but then I had a brainstorm. It was a bad one. Jenna had to put my tongue guard in. But after he stabilized, we decided we'd get them all hot soup. So go do that. Oh, all the other pages have gone home sick. I can't make any runs right now. Maybe the two of you could go get the soup? I don't understand. Well, I'm saying you could get your wallet My and what? go downstairs to the basement. No. Then you go to the soup place and bring the soup back up here. What? Make My sure arms? to take your IDs with That'd you. That'd be the worst part! Wait. Tracy, we have to do this. Without the crew, we'd just be two amazing people succeeding in a vacuum. Come on. Do it for them. Yeah. For the crew. Because it's their birthday. That's such a random line. It really is. But hilarious. Because it, it's just showing like the ineptitude and just how oblivious they are. Why else would you get soup if it's not your birthday? It's not because they're sick or anything. It's just because it's only their birthday. Um, but, I, oh man, I just, what was I going to... Oh, yeah. There's a really good attention to detail in terms of like... Uh, makeup use throughout this episode so Kenneth in the first scene looked ill but he looked fine like in this scene he's very sweaty and he's getting like black under his eyes and like he's looking sicker and sicker so every every scene he's getting progressively worse but because he's so dedicated he won't leave and then there's the I guess the zombie uh, scene uh, where Liz is told that her vacation's back on and then she looks at everybody and they all like basically like gray and dead um, and then the, the transition scene when she runs into Pete and things like that. It's just, it's a lot of really good makeup work in this. And it's just, it's kind of wasted on a January episode when it kind of could work for, you know, a Halloween episode. But it's you know, three months too late. So They missed their window of opportunity. missed their window of opportunity. So that's a shame. But I mean, who goes on vacation in October? Lots of people. It's right before Thanksgiving. We have two friends in Hawaii, I'm being literally facetious. right now. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I know, I know. You're being a douche. It's okay. Facetious. That's you. Uh, so we come back, and Elisa and Jack are going out with Mr. Templeton, and we get the Mr. Michael Buble 
uh, song, which he actually did record. You sound just like Lemon. Come with me tonight. Be a member of the elite. Night's like a banquet. Give it a try. Candlelight caviar. You and I and Templeton, Mr. Templeton. Why should he stay at home? Just get his medication. But go at us, see a show at us. Plan such a simple one, Templeton. Don't go away. It's a lot of bad green screen and well some of it so like the the lion king scene is they did that in a stage so probably in the 30 rock stage but everything else is like a bad cg or yeah bad cg green screen uh date situation and they actually have, they also had to get permission from disney to use a seemingly lion king show like they they could they wouldn't have done it without their actual permission which hmm. Those litigious little Disney mouses, they're, they're a bad group of people, I guess, to get on the wrong side of. Anyway, Liz gets some good news from Suri in a horribly bad... How do you... I always say elite speak in terms of like when you use numbers for letters. Is, mm-hmm. is, there, is it a unicode or is there another term or like a more... Text speak? I mean... I guess that would be... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what the actual title is. But she gets some good news in a message from Suri. Hey, Suri, what is this text you sent me supposed to mean? Your vacation is back on. How is that any easier? Wait, my vacation's back on? Yeah, I guess since this flu, there's been a bunch of cancellations. I'm so happy the number four, the letter U. (laughs) Thank you, Bunny. Thank you, Oscar. Oh god, they're all sick. They're all diseased. I can't get sick. I can't get sick. Stay away, sick ones. Miss Lemon. Give me the shot. I want to go on my vacation. I take back all the stuff I said. If you want a shot, you're going to have to dance for it. Very nice. I feel like that's the first time we've seen Lutz in a while. His random mm. zombie cameo stumbling through the hallways. Uh, the last time we saw him was the Christmas special. Because um, he's in the writer's room. But, right. I mean, even even that, that two-second scene that he's in, that's it. You don't see him anymore in this yeah. episode. It's kind of a weird. Same for Pete. Like, he's only in this and never seen again. And where's Josh? Well, he died of the flu. Dead. Oh, I want to go back real quick. So during the Mr. Templeton scene, there's a scene where they go and give money to the robot. Do you, th- and this, this is me just stretching, but also in the lore of 30 Rock. So, you know, in season four, uh, Danny comes onto the show, Cheyenne Jackson mm-hmm. comes onto the show, and his original bit before he was on the show was he was a robot that would uh, perform out in front of 30 Rock. Do you think it's the same character? 
you know, it's just me reaching too much for a coincidental. They probably have a, like thirteen robots dancing unless outside the, of the say lock. Unless they make an explicit reference to him, like getting money or or getting money off from rich people or something, I feel like it's just a coincidence. Yeah. No, I know. I, in 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 my mind, I've just embraced that it's the same character and he'll come it back is. next season. But it's also just a coincidence because. I'm you're sure right, like, Dab. You're so there's prescient. Like, there's like 15 robots outside 30 Rock, I imagine. I don't like awkward dancing scenes. Why not? Is it because you're white and you're jealous that you can't dance as well exactly. as everyone on You don't have any rhythm? Exactly. No, it's just, it's it's it always seems so forced. Like, it's like, oh, look at me. I'm dancing in an awkward, terrible manner. Look how terrible. You know what I mean? Because it's like... That's the point, right? If it's supposed to be awkward and they're, then it's making you feel awkward, then it's accomplished. Right, but it, that's what I'm saying is t- it's too forced because it's like here, like I as the actor am like doing quote quote unquote awkward dancing because you know what I, I don't know. It's just like so if they danced well, what's the funny? Why, why would that? Well, right, be it wouldn't be funny, but it's just like that. But I'm just saying in general, like these sort of like for these like character dances awkwardly. Things are always just like it just like forces. It doesn't. It just seems like they're purposely trying to dance awkwardly. Like it's not like a. It's not like a bad dancer dancing awkwardly genuinely. It's an it's someone acting acting quote unquote awkward. So it just it feels too forced for me. I don't know. I, I just always find it just kind of cringy. Is that why you didn't like Book Smart? I did like Book Smart. Yeah. But I didn't like the dancing scene in the beginning of Book Smart either because that set a certain tone that luckily the rest of the movie didn't carry through. I thought it set an excellent tone and I thought it was a very funny scene because it just showed how comfortable they are with each other and how much they love each other. Well, yes, that was the point. And, and goof about in the middle of the street. That was the, yes, that was the point of the scene. So you got what was intended. I saw that and I was like, I get what they're trying to do with the character, but this is an awkward force dancing scene that no one would, that it would, I mean, it's unlikely, no, no one's getting out as, as they're going to school in the morning and getting out of the, right. the, picking up their friend and starting no, to dance around, which, I I not the thing, everything has to be realistic and no, true to life, I know, I know, but it was just like, it was just like forced, like, oh, look at these people, they're so quirky and so, and yada, yada, remember, yada. So, I'm trying to remember that movie, was it, um... I can't remember the characters' names. Was it the dr- girl that was driving that got out and danced first, or was it the friend she was picking up? I feel like the friend that she was picking. I up, think Beanie Feldstein waltzes out of her house, so then yeah, Caitlin Deaver gets yeah, out of her car like and starts dancing. Like a shuffle, and yeah. Then, yeah, she gets. Not out that of they were doing, and that's in case where they were doing. They weren't doing like like awkward, supposed to be quote. But it was still kind of clunky, just because it's like, right. all right, well, we're supposed to be going to school, and now we're just gonna. And they even like they kind of wink at it too, because they're just like, are we just gonna do this all day, or we're actually gonna school? I'm like, nope, this is what we're doing, right. and they just like. It kind of keeps going for a little bit longer. Right. I don't know. I thought, but, I thought it was... I mean, no. I, I understand. I get from the writing perspective, it, is, it establishes their friendship, how like, comfortable with each other they are, how quote-unquote quirky, but I just like hate that way of doing it. It's like, oh, look at us. We're doing this like thing that's establishing our personality, but it doesn't really feel organic to a real-life situation. Anyway. But All it, I'm hearing is you're jealous because they can That movie comes out on Hulu soon, by the way. Oh, just in time for the holidays. Yes. Or it may already be on there. I don't know. If it's on there now, it will be. I haven't seen it. It will be sometime in Okay, so it's sometime in November then, I think. Yeah, it should be soon. Because yeah. that, that, would, that would track. Because it was a what? July? No. Uh, like, May? Was it very early? Or June? Okay. Yeah, it was June. Yeah. We saw it in June. Because came so out around graduation like time. I think, yeah, I think it was late May, like, limited. And then it expanded to yeah. uh, to wider in June. So that makes, that time tracks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was on DVD last month or the month before. Yeah, really. Yeah. Speaking of Caitlyn Deaver, 
What's it called? Everyone. Oh, speaking of Caitlin Deaver, Unbelievable on Netflix is... No, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's what you're trying to say. No, I'm definitely not trying to say Unbreakable <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. I'm trying to say Unbelievable with Caitlin Deaver and Merritt Weaver and Tony Collette on Netflix is an eight-episode limited series that is one of the best shows of the year so far, I would say. It's very well, the good. The year's almost over. So. Exactly. So that's that's pre- that's that pretty high praise. praise? Or yes. Okay. It's better to say... I mean, if you say something that says one of the best shows of the year in March, that doesn't mean as much as it does in November. Yes, it does. Because there have been way more shows in November than there have been in March for the year so far. I disagree. Because it depends on how you look at it, right? Because if new shows start in fall, and well, March... But they start... And, it's all over the year now. I'm just saying. Traditionally, if new shows start well, in the fall, and they end in spring slash summer, then if you're saying it in March, then you're near the end of the fifth Okay, quarter. well, I'm talking about the calendar year. Okay. So in the 2019 calendar year... <laughs> Yeah, and there, to, I, don't I mean, think there's been a really big standout show that at least was a new show that I've seen this year. Like Good Place was, I I'm pretty sure I started it this year, and I'm I'm, I'm mostly caught up. That was a that was a fun show. Uh, I can't think of anything else that's really been standout this year. Like Bojack, like Bojack came back last week, and so far it's been good. But because they're splitting it, we're only going to get like six or seven episodes, so we're going to have to wait till next next month. January. Okay, yeah, January to get the finale. And uh, my favorite episode so far has been the Princess Carolyn episode of her like deciding what she wants to name her baby and the surprise party episode because it's like a fun, almost like a bottle episode yeah. where just everyone's sort of contained and hiding in the house and the, the whole relationship is like breaking apart and building back up and breaking apart and... I thought it was very. I thought that was a lot of fun. Just. Yeah, I think most of the episodes so far have been really strong. Like, yeah, m- much better than I remember feeling about it the past couple seasons. Actually, so I think they're probably they're probably going out. Well, of course, last seasons tend to be high quality because by that point you, you don't have to spin your wheels. You are writing they, towards the ending. You yeah, or you know, we're aiming for. So did they ever wrap up the the deer storyline? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was lingering in last season because like where the last season picked up it was like Bojack what happened when you were out in Tucson or wherever and uh, he kept he kept avoiding the answer and I was like did we ever but I mean I, like, I just have a bad memory but I'm trying to remember like, did yeah, remember, he ends up going to work because the, 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 the daughter goes off to college and like he ends up he he interacts with her there in some way and it closes I, it's, I can't it's been too long since I've seen but, but I do know because so the season before is it ends with he start or is about to do something with the daughter and the mom walks in and then like mm-hmm. and then the season gets, by, the next right. season picks up sometime after it doesn't pick up directly right. there it picks up sometime but after. It, but I remember it shows a dear daughter going to college and he interacts with her at some point I remember exactly mm-hmm. what I can't remember but I do know like that that was basically advancing that yeah arc. And they haven't touched on his stepsister or his. Uh, they mentioned half-sister. her. They mentioned Hi-hi, her. But she yeah. hasn't. She hasn't been in the season yet. Not which yet is, no. But she was a big part of the last season, so yeah. maybe they're taking her, giving her a little bit of a break. But this is the BoJack uh, podcast now. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been good. We got one episode left, I think, one or two. Two, two episodes left. Yeah. So yeah, but, I mean, so far so good. It's pretty strong. I'm, I'm, I hope that they break them up where it leaves us wanting to finish it as opposed to just like, okay, that was a satisfactory ending. Now let's wait for the next batch to like, you know, yeah. to, to, to bring us back in in a couple of months. We'll see. I have faith. I think, I think, I think it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll end in a, 
in a a way that makes sense i don't think it'll end in like a sappy way i think it'll i think it'll be genuinely emotional obviously that emotion will go for person to person but i do think just the way the series has been built up that it's not going to end with like people dying it's not going to end with anyone like severely life altering or changing but just same as the last seasons where things change and it makes sense as opposed to just doing it because the series is ending like, yeah. i think it'll be an earned finale i think it's just yeah. like a wacky car like because it's already a cartoon it can kind of do whatever it wants it can break a lot of rules with a traditional sitcom or a dramedy or whatever but it's still like for a cartoon really grounded like there's very little where it breaks uh most rules you know like I mean, time seems to take place at a normal pace. Like, there's no like, yeah. It just it's it's really grounded for a cartoon, which is pretty surprising. It's a good show. I guess that's what the end of. If you haven't watched BoJack at this point, I guess, and I don't think we've talked about it previously. It's in syndication on Comedy Central now. If you don't have Netflix, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I'm curious if uh, how much they edit. You because it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a vulgar show. No, and the episodes are 25, 26 minutes, so there's there was not that much that would have to be cut out for commercials. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't um, know, though. I haven't seen any. I have um, obviously. We well, we don't need to. We have Netflix. Exactly. So. <laughs> but um, for how long? I might stop paying for that. That's fine. I would never do that. Netflix is too important to me. God. So Liz gets her shot, and Tracy and Jenner are back on the scene. We were supposed to shoot promos like an hour ago. Okay, we forgot about that, but we have a good reason. Yeah, we were out getting soup for the crew. Nope, we forgot about that too. We were out shopping together. We had fun though. I get it. You went shopping. I don't need the montage. Yeah, I tried on a lot of outfits. And some of them I was like, no. But then some of them I was like, yeah. So we're running behind because you guys forgot to get soup. Is there anything you do that doesn't make my life harder? I can't believe we forgot the soup. We have to think of something else. I know. I also want to thank you for controlling yourself sexually while we spend time together on this adventure. That was a funny deconstruction of yeah. the typical, like, 80s, 90s trying montage. on outfits yeah. in a department store. Yeah, she's montage. even like, we don't need the montage, and they still explain what the montage is. Sometimes I like this. Sometimes I like this. Thumbs up. Like, we get it. We know what it is. Yeah, it's fun. So where did her sweater go? She's literally just wearing it. Was she this got a different hot. day though? Because that shirt looks different. It's a different day. Yeah, it must be the next. Right, it has to be the next day because there's a reference to after 24 hours you had a rash where you got your right, flu shot. Right, right, right. They don't really express that very well then, because it literally just like she leaves. You're the right. Scene it does look right. like. So yeah. maybe there's like a deleted scene or something that sets yeah. it up. So um, Jack and Liz bump into each other, and Jack explains the situation with Elisa and. Liz ethically has a problem with that, um, but she gets a warning from Jack about the flu shot. Lemon, we actually went on a date last night, Elisa and I, and it was magical. Oh, my purse! You took the old man with you? I admit it's an ethical gray area. No, it's just wrong. Yes, well, we all can't be as noble as you, turning down a flu shot on moral grounds, coming into work and risking your health despite your special vacation. Call principals, Jack. (coughs) Oh, I think I'm probably getting it. Well, that reminds me, about 24 hours after receiving the flu shot, you develop a distinctive rash at the injection site, so please let makeup know for... Tracy and Jenna. 
I wasn't resting. A parcel man never lies down on the job. Unless that job involves milking pig teeth. Miss Lennon, what is that? Did you... did you get the shot? No, no, no. This is a dream. You're having a fever dream. We're speaking French and I'm your mother. Oh, oh, ma chère maman, pourquoi? Pourquoi m'as-tu laissé? I said, do you want to translate the en français for our non-French viewers? Yes, it's pretty simple. It just says... <laughs> well, it's simple. My dear mother, why did you leave me? So not that interesting. No, it's not that interesting at all. But if you... Why did his mother leave him, though? It does open up a mystery, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. A mystery that we may never learn. Meanwhile, now that Elisa and Jack have taken advantage of Mr. Templeton too much, naturally there has to be some sort of karmic realignment. Realignment? Rebalance? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Karma's not real. And Mr. Templeton's son has arrived. What are we doing tonight? It's a surprise. But he's gonna need a helmet. Come here. Mr. Tappenson's son. I thought you said he didn't have any family. He lives in London. But now God has sent him to punish me for being so bad. Or maybe it's a business trip. You need to hide. I cannot lose this job. I'd have to go back to work in the late shift at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, the customers are so sad. Can I help you? Yes. What time do you start throwing out donuts? I want to talk about that visually. Obviously, it makes sense. You can pick it out audibly that it's Salma Hayek and Liz at Dunkin' Donuts, but... There's a really nice touch of it looks like they went back to Liz's like first or second season hairstyle. Yeah, I noticed that. To imply that it was sometime in the past and it wasn't yeah. like recently. It's like that's a that's a nice detail that like one of the writers or at least someone on set was like, actually no no, let's let's make her hair look like it did a couple years ago to show the passage of time. It's a it's a really nice touch. Yeah. Also, also not it's a, it's a sad joke. I was saying not like a value judgment, but like I, yeah, like I who I mean, right, think about it. who's going to get donuts at like late at night at Dunkin' Donuts. It's like it's never it's well, I won't say never, but if you're going alone to get donuts late at night, like it's very rarely going to be for a yeah, happy cause. It's or also whatever. like the pride in her voice is like, I do this all the time, but I'm just yeah. curious, when do you throw out your donuts? Like it's like just <laughs> Let's get through the spiel. I am ready to go. Additionally, though, I do remember, uh, I feel like it was somewhere around here. It might have been when I was in California, but someone was telling me that, like, some people would go to, like, Dunkin' Donuts or, like, Panera. And I think it may be Panera that does this anyway, but they would go and get the stuff that was going to be thrown out that day and mm-hmm. then, like, bag it up and take it to, like, homeless shelters. Yeah, so Liz could all... We know Liz. She's not doing that. Liz is not giving but notice to a homeless shelter. if we didn't know Liz, if I'm the Dunkin' Donuts person, I might think, oh, she's doing a good thing. She's going to take these to people in need. But we know better than that. But I do think that it's kind of cool. And I, I can't worry... I don't think it was you and I were having this conversation. I think it was me and a couple co-workers. But I was thinking, like, seeing, so like, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, these billionaires that have so much money. Uh-huh. Like, something instead of, like, let's go to space and let's build moon colonies and Mars colonies. Like, maybe, like, spend that money and, like, construct a building that can house and, like, uh, home and provide for, like, homeless people. Like, so you go through like a, a store that's getting rid of all their like excess food and stuff they're going to be throwing out anyway and just take that in and sort of create this like not hodgepodge but just like a makeshift convenience store that it's all free but it's arranged in such a way that it just like homeless people can come in 
get like the essentials like breads and cereals or whatever and then just have that as an available outlet for for people and maybe in the back there's like cots and stuff set up so they can have like a warm place to stay and I don't know, just, I don't know. Well, let's it's put it this just, way. There are, pl- there are lots of billionaires who do give money to charities and altruistic causes. Most people don't become billionaires because they're soft-hearted. Right, and, right, and, they're and you can't exactly tell people how to spell to spend their money. For no, of course parts, not. So. Absolutely no. not. No, I mean, you're saying, like, yes, that sounds like a wonderful idea. No, in, in the true rainbows and sunshine future that I would like to see for some people, the sad, rainy cloud, thunder-striking present is where we live and i don't see anyone like jeff bezos or elon musk or bill gates or anyone like that doing anything kind like that nor do i well bill gates well bill Bill gates Gates actually does does, he does he does do a a good amount of donation and charities yeah um but even still like he's what the fourth richest man on the planet or at least in america and like he he could skip several meals and provide for a ton of people and be fine but, um, it's just, well, we can skip several meals and provide for lots of people too. Why aren't we doing that? No, you're right. But we're like that would still have an effect on us. I mean, yeah, you're right. We 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 could be spending our time rather than recording a podcast and going out and helping the homeless. But we're not in such a monetary position that we could do that and still yes. still be comfortable and and uh, I don't know. Okay, but real talk, and we can cut this, okay. but how much money do you give to charity? Or how much time do you volunteer with charity? Exactly, right? right? So you're calling on these billionaires, these you're things, right, maybe you're, you're right, not right. even giving... No, no, no. It's, it's, it's definitely a hypocritical stance that I'm taking, but at the same time, they're in such a better position that they can do it, and it wouldn't hurt them in any way. And... Just because they give money to charities doesn't mean they're given to the right charities. And, like, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, But, I mean, there's so you can go volunteer time in a soup kitchen or volunteer with local. I mean, we have the, the, the big home, the interactive resource center, which is the big homeless resource not far from us that does lots of programming and stuff. You could volunteer time there. So, I mean, there are things that we could do that. You're right. Jeff Bezos isn't a monster, and I am. No, so I didn't say that. Next. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Seriously, though, you're, you're saying right, they can do all right. these things, but you're what? I mean, but what are you doing? And I don't mean. I mean, I'm just saying. No, I mean, it's it's absolutely a fair argument. You're absolutely right, but I'm. I don't know. Like, I'm not to say Jeff Bezos doesn't work forty hours a week. He probably works more. I don't know, but. We, we both work full 40-hour weeks, and I don't know, we have very limited time before we have to start that cycle over again. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm destroying my own argument by talking about this still, but it's just like, you're right. You're right. I should just shut up and actually do the charity work myself. I mean, obviously you can't give millions or billions or yeah, thousands. I mean, the, amount, even, the but... most money I may be able to give is like $100. And is that really going to help anything, honestly, on the grand scale compared to like... Yes, for the family that gets the food or clothing or whatever that that $100 buys, yes. Okay, but when someone who has a billion dollars and multi-billion well, yes. dollars could easily give a billion sure. dollars and hope and help a wide swath of people and hopefully if you're, at one if time... We're like, in a position where we have millions of dollars then we would give more a, a larger much larger percentage back to help out than a lot of these people do but i mean but back to the jeff bezos thing yes and i'm only using an example because he's just kind of in the news a lot 
even his workers aren't necessarily getting paid the right amount. So it's like, no, that's would you imagine Amazon also giving money right. to homeless people if he's not even necessarily even providing for his own workers? So right. it's like, again, I'm not painting him as totally evil. And there's probably a reason that he would read the news and read that and think, oh, maybe I should change my ways. And he's not. Or maybe he's got something that works. I don't know. But again, like you said, rich people didn't get rich by giving yeah. away a lot of money. I mean, they I'm not defending. Rich and they I'm have. not defending Bezos by any means. The no, the, 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 the Amazon warehouse thing. conditions are well known and right. terrible, and right. it's like yes, they pay decently, but the conditions. I mean, yeah. you know, it's I mean, not something that I would ever choose to do. You know? Wasn't that that was a small? I'm, all of my shows are running, but wasn't that a small? thing on the recent BoJack, one of the stories that Diane was talking about was like there was an overworked person in one of the warehouses of someone that probably yeah. um, she was doing a report on and she had to like interview a whole bunch of people and yeah. then oh yeah it was the white whale it was like oh yeah no I know he died because I killed him oh, <laughs> and, right. he's like, yeah. and they're like what and he's like yeah they just passed a law that if you're a billionaire you can kill anyone and she's like no they didn't and she checks her phone like oh my god they did yeah so like that was clearly a, a, a slide against oh, the Amazon yeah. stuff. But yeah, so you could separate the Amazon workplace from Jeff Bezos in terms of like, yeah, Jeff Bezos gives a bunch of people, gives some money to a lot of like Democrat uh, candidates or Republican candidates and charities and whatever. But it's like, well, he also knows that his workers are in poor paying conditions and poor working conditions and seemingly isn't fixing that. So well, what hope they care more about what the shareholders think than of course, as of long course, as because they're publicly traded. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So note to take away: I'm a bad person. You're a good person. I didn't person. say that. I didn't say that and either. Jeff Bezos is an angel. So <laughs> moving on. That sounds like nothing anyone would ever say. Well, that's how I'm interpreting it. Um, so Mr. Templeton's son is uh, there to check on his dad, and Elise and Jack are scrambling. And it's kind of a fun like they can easily just dismiss this as like it's it's horrible to to treat him this way, but like using his dementia to their advantage of like. Oh well, he's just crazy. Everything he's saying is, you know, based off cartoons and stuff. It's it's, it's kind of mean, but it's like, hey, it kind works. of. Oh, it's definitely mean. And even oh, no, I think we took it out. I don't think we played the line, but like she's on the phone with Jack earlier, and she's like, "You get to go out." Oh God, I can't. What was the line? Where she's like, uh, "I want to go out and see all the." Oh, I live in the Big Apple, but I spend most of my time with the vegetable. Yeah, yeah, like it's big like big vegetable. Yeah, like it. Part of me is like, damn, that's a good line because it's like it's a clever it's, it's line, a but it's also really, really it's cruel. Like, it's like, oh man, that's that's so mean. He's coming in. Oh, there you are. Of course, I'm here, always. Sorry to surprise you. I just wanted to check on Dad. How's he doing? Well, he's stable but vegetative, totally unaware of his surroundings. A man comes at night. He comes to the house and takes me. Dad. Okay, that's surprising. He wears a suit. His hair is thick like a Bolshevik commissar. He made me watch a giraffe with the legs of a man. Dad, it's me, Michael. He gave money to a silver man. He ate a plate of fire. Dad, there's no man. Yes, he was in prison, but now he owns a railroad. What is going on? Why is he all worked up? You know, sometimes they watch cartoons and they think it's real. It's very common. Chase, 
Easy. I got it. Give it to me. It's mine. No, I know what we can get the crew. They don't need soup. They need medicine. And what's the best medicine? Medicine? Laughter. Do you see where I'm going with this? No! So Tracy and Jenna have decided that they're going to put on a show for the crew to make them feel better, even though clearly it's not going to work. But Laughter is the best medicine. That's what medicine. Jenna says. Oh, she's wrong. Oh. But uh, Liz gets found out. And there's also... I meant to mention this in the, in the Kenneth scene where he's speaking French. These guys, being despite being so sick, have like almost like really good perception because like they can see the little small dot on her arm that's like halfway covered up like they like they can just almost see it from like across the room like it's pretty good perception on their part but it's also like you gotta you can say it's a distinctive rash it is distinctive but at the same time like it's just like they they can not only see the bump and then immediately think oh she got the flu shot it's like it could be anything else i don't know it's but it's also like for the plot you gotta speed along but it's just like man these guys are really perceptive for being so sick are you ready to feel better because we have just the thing soup no now, in the grand tradition of Patch Adams, prepare yourself for the comic stylings of Tracy the Amazing and Jenna! happening to Liz. No, they love Liz now. Everybody likes me. It's you two idiots. Hey, what's that on your arm? She got a flu shot. She she lied to us. Oh, Give us back our meat plate. Yeah. No, guys, listen, you don't understand. This vacation. You sold us out for a vacation? No, not just any vacation. This one has beach socks and ice cream and sandwich turtles. Uh, I worked so hard, guys. Don't I deserve to sit on a beach? Je vous déteste. It's not what you think. There is a gentleman involved. A Filipino gentleman, his name is Banyani. I want to take him as my island lover. Aww. Last year he was totally sending signals and this time I was gonna go for it. There, I said it. Are you happy? It kind of peters out after that. I just suck pie off my sweatshirt for the next half hour. Ugh, I'm so embarrassed. Well, that goes without saying. But the good news is that your relationship with the crew is back where it should be and now you can go on your vacation guilt-free no i can't i feel like a jerk oh come on lemon embrace your elitism what do we elites do when we screw up we pretend it never happened and give ourselves a giant bonus that you don't deserve i don't deserve to go anywhere says who what elisa and i did wasn't right but we're happier now and you're going to be happier when you go to saint bartleby's and get whatever's left of your groove back face it lemon not everyone gets a shot not everyone gets to go to the caribbean but you're special you're better so go Go to your island lover. Yeah. All right, yes. I'm gonna. Did that come out of you or me? I don't know. It's really hot in here. You know, the flu vaccine is actually a small dose of the virus itself, so there's always the risk that... Both ends, both ends! We're not gonna make it! I don't really like that ending of some people don't get shots, some people don't get to go to Korea, and... but... Some people do, and you should just embrace that. I don't know. I, it doesn't feel like 
I don't know. It just feels like white privilege speaking of just like, hey man, we're we're in a good position. We can we can do it. So, but I think like, I mean, that does sound pretty true to Jack's worldview. It does. It does. But I think like we've also had the conversation where like I've been like, oh, so like when we were in Japan and we went to that hotel outside of Fuji mm-hmm. and like the cost of what that was, and when you told me, I was just like, oh, I felt really uncomfortable about it because I was like, that's so much money. I just I don't know. Like there's a there's a there's a limit that I have to like what I consider almost too much right but i mean like excess but i'm just the, but, like i'm just like that was that was too much but i mean that's i was the, happy and i loved that I, that place was excellent but at the same time i was like man i it still kind of eats me up every now and again i think about it. i'm just like and, and even in japan we were staying in more than just sleeping like we would probably be there a couple hours just like winding down so like it was a place to chill out too but like ultimately you're paying for a place to just sleep for seven eight hours and if you're on vacation Anyway, so the other 16 hours that you're in this area, you're going to be out traveling, eating, doing anything else but sleeping. So it's like you don't want to spend that much money on a hotel, but at the same time, you don't want to pay like $50. And Because like when we went to Orlando several years ago to do the Disney World thing, we stayed in a really skeezy uh, hotel that we ended up having to change rooms because like the door wasn't locking and it just felt really unsafe. But you kind of get what you pay for in that yeah. logic. But at the same time, like I've I've stayed in sim I've stayed in a hostel that was like twenty thirty bucks a night, and that's in the same room with six strangers, Oof. and nothing was stolen, everything was safe, everything was totally fine. And this was in Seattle, which is less sketchy than Orlando, as far as I know. Maybe not. Well, it probably depends on the part of I don't want to insult either town, but um, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. Money is stupid, and it's made up by man, and we apply the the value to it. So it's just it's all crazy, and I don't know. Any thoughts on flu shot? Has this convinced you to get a flu shot this year? Uh, I don't know if <laughs> actually they, if they. I don't know if they still have any sitting around, but no, probably not. <sighs> we only have five left. Oh no, we gotta get the Walgreens. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's right. All the yeah, that's true. I mean, all the places are. I mean, every drugstore or whatever. And I think my insurance yours probably does to cover it. So really, yeah. we could yeah. anyway. No one cares about that either. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thoughts about that episode? Um, I thought it was decent. Like it wasn't definitely wasn't the funniest this season, but it was it was it was uh, better than Gavin Voler and mm-hmm. some of the other ones that were in the Christmas special. The the ones that weren't as weren't as uh, strong. Yeah. No, I think. Um... Senior Macho Show was a better episode with Salma Hayek in it. Yeah, it seems like there's been a pattern this season of alternating like really good and then not as good episodes. Yeah. Like At least I, for the I, past I, like I, six or eight, it feels like it's been that. I way. like more Leo Spichemin, and I yeah. really like the Tracy and Jenna dynamic that that is coming to play here. They're basically just full on being cartoon characters and just so elitist that they're just oblivious to the small things. And we get to see more of that as the season goes on and season four comes around. So. Um, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but yeah, this is just kind of like, it's a ho-hum episode that has a lot of jokes in it that I remember like the, when is science going to develop a cure for the the, the the woman mouth or something, whatever Spitzman says and like the, if you want it, you're going to have to dance for it. Like I remember that being like a joke between my friends and I many years ago just because it was like, it doesn't even work in audio because it's like half the joke is watching her dance. Yeah. So, it's, but it's just like you can say that to a group of people and they get they get the reference and then you know, they can like start dancing to it. So yeah, and I like the joke where 
she talks about the rationing how or Cuba. That's right, Cuba. The line about Cuba. She's like, "Oh, you've seen the Michael Moore movie." She's like, "Actually, yeah, I saw the trailer." Like that is like such like a Liz, but just like stereotype of like a progressive like person who's or person who quote unquote is progressive, but like really they right they got their information off something like they saw a, a small clip of or something, yeah. and like now now they know all about how right. to solve that issue or, whatever. or they saw like the headline, and I guess now it's like they just see like the Twitter yeah you know, Twitter enough to like one tweet is enough. No, to I'm an expert. Like, to give them, and I'm, I'm yeah. sure we're all guilty of that. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, no, but right, that's like, why it's that, funny because right, right, because right, yeah. it's like yeah, we're, well, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> but as someone who built movies many years ago you wouldn't put a michael moore documentary trailer in front of alvin and Chipmunks. no no they what, give you right. a specific i think that's part of the joke too also but like yeah but just that kind of like annoys me as just a nerd of like that's not how things work it wouldn't work like that you wouldn't put a michael moore documentary in front of alvin and chipmunks like that's silly but yeah oh dear <laughs> yeah no flu shot it's it's a ho-hum episode um but I mean, it's still. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's still got a lot of laughs in it, and I, I I enjoy it a lot. And we get to see more Salma Hayek, and I think she I think she takes the next week off. I don't think we see her, and or if she is, it's it's very brief. But I think she takes a break this next episode. So, um, any other thoughts? Or we're all done. We're all done. We're all done. As always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that good stuff will help us out. And coffee is ko-fi.com backslash goats there. And we will see you next week in episode 45, season 3, episode 9, Retreat to Move Forward. If you would, please take us out. See you next time. The city is hopping with things to do. But it's one third funnel with you know who. Yes, Templeton, Mr. Templeton. Let's go have some thrills. Pack his pills and his glasses. We'll get a bite. And we'll say goodnight to our own special friend, Mr. Templeton. Please look away. We'll be out till dawn. Up your helmet on. Tracy, I got it. Give it to me. It's mine.